Welcome back. Guess Tell, who's yeah, guess who's back. back? Guess who's back? Guess back who's again. back? Finally, we are back. Uh, we took a little hiatus from doing Luke and Nora's Infinite Podcast, so thank you for hitting play on this episode. Very long April Fool's joke. Yes, you thought that we were going away. <laughs> we're not. Uh, the reason why we had to go for, away for a while was because we actually closed on our house early, so we had to do a lot of things very quickly, and there was just no time to podcast whatsoever. Literally. We ended our podcast, whatever that Sunday was, and all of a sudden that Monday, our realtor calls, and she's like, hey, do you guys like want to close like this Friday instead of next Wednesday? And... I called you and we're like, okay. So it went from like, I was going to have that one final weekend to like pack everything up and we do our final walkthrough to, okay, you're going to work, continue to work your 40 hours a week, but we're going to need you to be packed by Saturday because the movers are coming now. It was so crazy, but I'm happy that we're finally in our home. What this is week number three we're finishing in the house. I think so. I'm trying to think. Hold on. Let's calendar it. There's one on the computer. Let's see what the calendar says. So we moved the 28th of March. Okay. So one, one, two, two. This is weekend number three in the house. Oh, wow. Weekend number three. We're going on the first or the third full week here. Got it. Okay. Look at that. We were. It feels longer. You think so? I don't know. It just feels like we've just been here. I'm I'm happy that we're here, totally settled in. Nora kicked ass when we got into the new house, getting everything together, putting everything up on the walls, made my life very easy. <laughs> Minus our one downfall of the uh, couch not fitting in the doorway. Oh, yeah. That was a bummer. So, so our big couch that we have wouldn't fit into our basement. Because we have the old home doorways that are like 27, 28 inches wide where a typical doorway, I guess, now is like 30 to 32. So, like, that's a pretty big difference. And you're going to sneeze? Bless you. Even your muted microphone wasn't going to get No, <laughs> not at all. Um, but it was so funny because when we had picked this house and they did, decided to accept our offer, I kept telling Luke, I was like, I just think our couches are going to be too small in this huge basement. It's like 700 square feet finished and probably I would say 600. It's 800 feet square feet total, but I think the area that would be our living room is probably about 600 minus the laundry room and this little weird kind of hallway thing. And I said, I just think our couches are going to be too small. Let's go and look at like sectionals to kind of fill up the space and you being the responsible one was like, no, 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 like, because let's just wait till all of this is over with. And we get down there and we kind of see how much space we want to play with. And then we can go furniture shopping. And obviously you're not supposed to go finance any kind of furniture until after the closing process. So I listened to you. And then all of a sudden the movers come and they're like, yeah, your couch isn't going to fit. Yeah. When we finally got to the new house and they're unloading the couches they're like, oh, we're going to try everything that we could do to get it down, but I don't think it's going to work. And I was trying everything. And the guy, when they finally moved everything into our house, was like, you sure you don't want us to try again? We could put all these boxes into whatever rooms that you want to. And I'm like, no. At this point, I was super frustrated with our movers because They'd they were taking over. a lot longer than what we were planning on. 
And it, some of it was their fault because they took a lot longer of a break than they probably should have. And we we weren't we they were supposed to clock out for it. We weren't supposed to get charged for it, and we did. Right. So it, it was super frustrating with that whole thing. And I was just like, no, I'm good. Why don't you guys just get going? Like, we don't need you guys to do anything else. We can figure it out. Like, we're just ready to be in the house. So they left, and I was trying to think, is there a way that we could do this? But I knew that if we were trying to put these couches or that big couch downstairs, that it was just going to end up in, like, a huge argument. I'm like, it's not even worth trying to do it. So, And I kind of underestimated how big our upstairs living space was because I honestly thought we were only going to be able to fit our dining room or kitchen table. And then we were going to eventually get like two small, like kind of accent chairs up there. And so now, and then when they were like, Oh, well the couch isn't going to fit in the basement. And I'm like, okay, well we got to put it somewhere. I knew the whole time that it was going to fit like you, uh, the more that we kept talking about it, the more you kept saying, it's not going to fit. It's not going to, and I knew how much room we had to work with. Like, I think the way that we have our kitchen flowing into our living room upstairs yeah. looks great. Like, I, I think it's custom fit for the way that we have it set up. Yeah, but it just kind of stinks. And we did eventually want like a seating area up there. So that way, if one person was cooking dinner and we had friends over, they weren't just kind of stuck in the basement. And then the one person was like isolated upstairs. So we do have that ebb and flow of like the kitchen and, and a seating area but now we just have the love seat in the basement and then our tv looks so tiny down here that now we both have to sit on the love seat together to watch anything which makes it so uncomfortable yeah. like it, it's not that we don't want to sit next to each other I'm, I'm sure you're enjoying me sitting so close to you yeah for once you actually want to do that but I think it's just so crazy how much smaller that couch seems when you have two people. Like when I'm on it by myself, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a good size couch. But when you have yeah. two people on it, you don't know where to put like your inside elbow on that couch yes. because <laughs> it keeps digging into uh, one another. Like, and I'm and then, just like, this is kind of uncomfortable. And to cuddle is kind of like uncomfortable because then it's like you've got your arm stuck up and it's just a lot. And then one person ends up having just to sit on the floor, like leaning up against the couch and, You've just been kind of watching TV down here and I've just been watching TV up in the guest room or I'd play my laptop because we don't have any TV in, I guess, the entryway. No. So I'll just... I actually like it like that. Yeah. Where there's no TV up there. When we're up there, we're talking to each other and yeah, maybe have some music on in the background. I, I kind of like, like that. I've watched less TV this way. I would agree. I, I even think I'm somebody that watches a lot of TV when I get home from work and usually Nora and I will hang out and then I'll come downstairs when she goes to bed. And other than that, I'm probably only getting like, because by the time I get home from work now, it's about a 20 minute drive. And I would say I probably leave work anywhere between six, seven to like seven ten. I would say between six fifty and seven ten, depending on your last break. But yeah. yeah. So by the time that I get home, it could be anywhere between like seven twenty to seven thirty. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it like we sit down for dinner. Right. And then when we you eat get dinner. <laughs> yeah. We eat dinner and it's just like, where's the night going? Because now Nora's tired. She's worked all day. She's come home, made dinner, cleaned the house and all that. 
So it's very exhausting on her. So she wants to go to bed early. And I'm just like, man, this is kind of a long day. Yeah. Even though I'm partially working from home right now, it still feels like a long day. Yeah. And I just, like, I come home and I was, like, so excited. I was like, okay, so before I'd get home at 6 and he'd be home and you'd be home, like, around 7. And I'm like, now I'm getting home before 545, depending on what time I leave work. Because it takes me five minutes now. And... That's with traffic. That's with traffic. It's like between two. It's like people are like, how long does it take you to get to work? And I'm like, two to five minutes, depending on if I hit the stoplights, basically. Yeah, that's what it boils down to. Because the one stoplight coming off of our street, if you get stuck there, you're there for a solid two to three minutes. minutes, Which it's not a big stoplight. So you would like, it's not like it's a huge intersection stoplight. It's just... Very well, no, because the traffic off of that main road is so big. Is so big they just try and keep that flowing. Yeah. So uh, our, we're like, okay, you'll he, get this little 30-second light. That's what it seems like. It's yeah. only 30 seconds, so but I'm I, sure it's a little bit longer. I'll look, because if the light's green when I'm backing out of the driveway, then I take the back road because it's faster because then you don't get stuck there for three minutes because the time that takes you to drive the back road is what you'd be sitting at that light makes sense perfect yeah. sense but although how would you say the three weeks have gone in the house do, do you think that we're at the point that we would be at or did you think that we would have the house more put together um i don't know because like if we weren't in a quarantine for being in a quarantine i feel like we have the house pretty well put together I would agree, yeah. If we weren't in a quarantine, I would expect yachts to be taken care of. I would expect some kind of landscaping done underneath the bay window. And, like, I don't know. I guess the office to be done. And, and it probably would be done. But the other thing is I kind of like that we have this quarantine because it's allowing us to really see the way the house needs to be put together before we get these things done. Yeah. Like, it's really making those things stand out that we don't have done yet. And it's like, it, it kind of makes me think, like, maybe we really don't need those things. Like, we're not we're not relying on those things in order to survive. No. And, like, I mean, obviously the landscape is just pretty- Those are touches that we could get to yeah. maybe next year. Like, at, thi- at this point of the year. Yeah. And by the summer- I just don't think that it would be smart to put it. We could put it in next year. Exactly. Um, but like, I think I think the big thing for me is I don't like things just kind of laying around. I don't like boxes. So like not having the outlets done. So like basically we have the office set up in the basement because it's the only place with three prong outlets besides the two outlets in the kitchen. There are three outlets in the kitchen. So, like, not having the, the the electrician be able to come in and get that work done and having an office undone sometimes kind of, like, bugs me. I'm totally fine with it because I'm working from home until I have to go and do my show. Yeah. So, I'll work from 9 to about one-ish at home, and then I'll go into the studio to go do my show, and... I kind of like the office being down here. I'm not going to lie. I mean, when we put it upstairs, I, it's going to take me a while to get used to. I enjoy having the TV on in the background and 
having the echo play I mean, if you my turn podcast that into my closet my second like a closet for me i mean we can go to ikea and get some really nice built-ins to put in there and no because then we would need to box off a little room downstairs for the office that's true and i wouldn't want to do that because i wouldn't want our office stuff to just be out in the middle of what's eventually going to be our main living space yeah and also a base. I mean, our basement got waterproofed this year, but still. Yeah, we need to get a backup. Uh, what do they call that? Uh, a battery a operated pump? one. The one uh, in case it rains too much. A generator. Yeah, a generator for the sump pump. Oh. Right, in case it goes out, like our power goes out and it won't run. Oh, I don't even know if we had a sump pump or not. I really don't know. Did you, you're the one that keeps yelling at me for not paying attention to like all the closing stuff. And that was in it. Oh, okay. He told us about that. Oh. The one thing I am happy about since we are in the new house is we actually have had some time during this quarantine to watch TV shows, which I felt like Nora and I have always watched the same TV shows together. And now we've actually had time to sit down and watch new shows. But and we're behind on like our, sh- like we haven't watched Total Bellas or The Resident. That's, f- well, The Resident was over. Last week was the last week. Oh, I didn't realize Yeah, that, that was a um, season finale. But Total Be- Bellas I'm fine with. Like, I enjoyed Total Bellas when it first began. And now I don't really like the show anymore. Uh, okay, I'll watch it without you then. Okay, that, that's totally fine. But the one that we really got into... And it was based off of suggestions from everybody else. I never thought that I would like Tiger King so much. <laughs> it was a show that was so bizarre I, that I think I had to like it. Yeah, like I wanted to watch it because everyone kept posting about it. And I'm like, I just kept seeing posts of like Carol Baskin killed her husband, free Joe Exotic. And I'm like, what is this? I was so confused. And if you haven't seen it, sorry, but like if you have, I think it's so funny that there was basically three different parks or whatever, but only Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic really got famous off of this. The poor other guy like who. No, I think Doc Antle did because he's the one that's, I mean, he's basically going to take Joe Exotic's spot in all this because he's in prison. Although that one Jeff Lowe dude who ended mm-hmm. up taking over, he's kind of rebuilding the GW Zoo, but yeah. he doesn't have that same name. But Doc was a very interesting character but in this. Doc is basically running a cult of prostitutes, I feel like. Okay, let, let's start over in this whole Tiger King situation. So if you don't want any spoilers, you haven't seen this yet, stop listening to the rest of this episode because it's going to be <laughs> dedicated to Tiger King. But in this whole scenario of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskins, that, to me, might be the greatest rivalry ever. It beats any rivalry in any sport just because it's real life and it involves people's livings. This rivalry is top-notch. they truly hated each other that they didn't care the amount of money they spent ruining, like... There's one thing if, like, you don't like somebody and you do, like, little things to, like, annoy them. I don't know, like, I feel like at some point, like, at a job, you know, that you've ever had, you've just not liked one coworker 
and you do little things that kind of like offset them. Like you don't really do anything like bad, but like if they like their desk a certain way and you kind of move something or if they you do that, you're, you're a terrible person. I'm sure I've done this at one. Oh, oh I did it at Bath wow. and Body Works. I didn't like one of my like sales leaders that my boss hired. So I would like purposely not do things. So when she came in for her closing shift, she got stuck to do them. She didn't make it very long. Wow. I know. Kind of like I wouldn't only- take pride in that, Nora. I, that's you should like- never want anybody to lose their job because it's something that you're not doing. She didn't, she didn't get fired. She hmm. chose to quit. Okay. I didn't do anything like malicious. It was more of like, I just wouldn't finish the shipment. So she would get stuck doing it. But also, she did a lot of stuff on us. Okay, so let's just, go back to the whole Tiger but thing. But I, I can't imagine, like, spending thousands of dollars to... Like, I don't hate anybody that much to spend thousands of dollars on ruining their life. I think in this industry, it's so small that people are willing to go to any point to be the top person in this whole game. You have some people now... Uh, well, not anybody else can go into this because many states now, all this is legal. Like, you can't be reproducing these animals, these but tiger cubs. They're still doing it. Yeah, they are illegally. And that's why Joe Exotic is in prison now. There's all these different charges that are out there on him. And uh, it, it's going to be crazy once all this is done to see how many people end up in prison. But Carol Baskins looks like kind of an angel in all of this. Looks like a hippie. Yeah, but I think in if you're an animal rights activist, you're like, oh, yeah, Carol Baskins is a great lady. But when you really see this docuseries on Netflix, you're going to say to yourself, everybody is a crazy kind of messed up. And it's really weird because the way, like, the animal... Besides, like, PETA, but, like, people who are, like, pro-life for animals and that they are, like, anti-zoo. This woman is basically running a zoo. But I think it's crazy how she's brainwashed. Like, she has thousands of volunteers that work for her. But because they're volunteers and she doesn't pay them, she's not exploiting the animals because she doesn't pay people to take care of them. She has people willing to help her take care of them. Well, the other thing that she says is she has... I think over like 200 tigers, but you only ever see like maybe 12 out at a time that are roaming around and these cages aren't very big. Yeah. I so feel like the it, ones at Joe Exotic's place were bigger. And that was the whole thing between her and Joe. And Joe was like, she is doing just as bad as I am. Obviously, he's not going to admit that, but she's doing just Same as worse thing. as I am. There's, there's these tigers. She says she has them, but where are they? They have to be hidden somewhere. Yeah, and then she's like, Joe puts his in cages, and like hers are like in cages, and then like their food and water bowls, like they can only fit their head in there. Super bizarre. This which is very weird, but like Joe's kind of ran more wild, and you know it was just. But the thing is, is like she had unlimited supply of money to do whatever she wanted. She got that money from her husband, which that you, disappeared. You don't think she killed him? Okay. This is what I will say about this. I don't have enough evidence to say she did not do it. Yeah. Were there some shady things that happened? Yes. But I I cannot come to terms based off of what we saw in the documentary that she's guilty. So here's my theory. 
my theory is that her and her husband were not happy anymore. He was not happy. And I think he, for like to do divorce, like I think it was going to cost him, first off, when you divorce someone, she'd get half of whatever he's worth, plus whatever the cost it were to be in court and lawyer fees. I think he didn't want to go through the like the divorce, like the like the whole process of divorcing and then giving her half the money that I think he was kind of like, well, I have my ex-wife and my two daughters. They're in my will. I have them set to be taken care of and I'm just going to disappear. And my ex-wife, you know, and my daughters are taken care of and I'm good and I'm fine with that. And he took whatever he needed and just kind of went. And then I think, so I don't think she killed him, but she obviously was not very like big on like, let's go find him. It was just like, well, he disappeared. I guess if he comes back, but we, kind of we, thing. we did not see if she was ever leading that charge though. They had mentioned like she had called the ex-wife and was like, Hey, he's been gone for like a week. Should I call the police about this? And the ex-wife was like, you haven't, you don't know where your husband's been for a week and you're just now asking me if you should call the police. And then she had literally changed, like right before she called the police, I think was when she changed all of the will documents and put Anne in his disappearance and changed that she got everything and no longer like the, the his daughters only got like 10%, I think. I, I think she ultimately was just greedy. Oh, yeah. And that's the moral of the story about this whole show is when you look at the beginning of what Joe Exotic was doing at his GW Zoo in Oklahoma, he was really in it for the animals. And then once he saw how much money he can make off of it, yeah. he wanted to do that, but yet he still wanted to become famous off of all of this too. He was out there having these traveling zoos, having people come to his zoo and it just seemed like once he figured out how much money he could get for a tiger cub in $2,000, which I don't think is that much money for an exotic animal. People Some spend dogs more than that. Yeah, and dogs. Are, are more than that. So you would think an animal that's exotic that you can't really get would cost a lot more money. And it seems like he knew, and this coming from kind of the world of Doc Angel. Him uh, or Doc Antle kind of telling Joe Exotic how much big cats cost to keep alive after they reach that tiger cub stage. It's something like $10,000 to feed these animals a year. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So I think once Joe kind of saw, okay, this is what I have to do. Once they get past like that six month stage, I got to kind of take them out. But yet I still have to have enough here to bring people to see these big cats. Yeah. And also $2,000, like you said, is not a lot. But here's the thing. You're going to sell more at $2,000. Like you're probably going to sell six of them at two grand than you are pricing them at like four or five and he had multiples it wasn't like he had a shortage supply he had an unlimited supply so he could sell them for less because if he sells you know four at two grand that's eight thousand dollars two four six yeah eight thousand dollars good math nora sorry but if he priced them let's say at four thousand dollars a piece he may have only sold two 
Yeah, but your clientele for those exotic animals are going to be upscale people that have the money. We saw Shaq in the docuseries multiple times. Shaq, former NBA player, if you didn't know, kind of an owner in Papa John's now. He's on TNT. He's been in movies. This guy has a ton of money. You could probably sell him. I I bet you he really wanted it, that he would buy a tiger for $10,000. So then you could feed another animal. Instead of trying to feed these animals spoiled meat off of a Walmart truck. truck. And, and that's the one thing that I really did notice during this whole series was when you saw the people unloading the trucks and uh, his employees, Joe Exotic's employees, you saw them unloading this food and they would ditch some meat that was still good for them. So it's just like, all right, now are these tigers getting enough food that they should be getting? Probably not. No, not at all. And I felt bad for the employees at the GW Zoo because they were a pawn in Joe Exotic's game. And they were the only people that cared about the animals. Oh, yeah. And can you imagine how much you, like, how much they cared about those animals that they were willing to live in that crappy of conditions? Well, all those people that worked for Joe, were they, they, there were ex-cons. There were people that were down on their luck. They didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. It's not like they could go apply for a job anywhere else and get it. They were not going to get a job. It's true. And now if you have somebody that is down on their luck, you could only you only pay them $100 a week and a place to live, that's a good deal to them. That's true. So, I mean, they're living high. I wouldn't say high on the horse, but... You know, they're getting away without having they're to make do. They're not living on the street, yeah. Right, and they're not getting in trouble while they're there. And the two people that I felt like really helped out at the zoo were the, was the guy with no legs mm-hmm. and then the girl that got her arm bit off. Not her full arm, but from about the elbow down. Yeah. They really cared about the animals. The one, gr- the one girl who identifies as a man now... Um, she didn't even press any charges against Joe. She, she just ba- wanted to be there for the animals. And back at work after like five days. Yeah, I think it was like a total of 12 days or something like that. But it was incredible to see how much these people cared about the animals, but yet the person at the top was just worried about making the most money and trying to collude with another guy in order to take Carol Baskins down because she was doing the same exact thing, but on a level that made it seem like it was okay. Yeah. And I have to say, people that are so into animals, even people that show dogs, I mean, I love horse racing and everything like that, but when you get up to be a certain a certain status in those things, you really don't care about the animals now. And it's not like, I feel bad for saying this because like I do care for animals, but it's just like at the same time, they're animals which hurts me to say because we have an awesome dog and she's an animal, but I, I just think when those people get so far up at the top and they're making money off of these animals, it's just like, okay, after I can't use you anymore, you don't serve a purpose. And it, it, it's so wrong to see the people that say they're so into these animals not really be into the animals. They're into yeah. the dollar. Yeah. And I, I would love to see another follow-up series. I know we had um, the TMZ 
thing that aired on Fox a couple of weeks ago now, and then we had the follow-up episode that aired on Netflix, and that was just kind of like a review and like where everybody's at now and what was like really the truth behind some things that happened. And It's just crazy because like we watched this not knowing what it was. I didn't know it was like a documentary. Like everyone just kept saying like Tiger King and I'm like, okay, is this, I guess, I don't know, not maybe like not, maybe not a documentary. I figured it'd be a documentary more Like about, a reality show? More yeah, of a reality show based? Like a reality show based more on the animals. Okay. I didn't realize it was going to basically be almost like the animal version of making a murder. Okay. I could see that. Are you, are you the, what do you think happened to um, Joe? Joe Exotic's TV studio? Because I have oh. an interesting theory on this. So, yeah. So, I I think Joe was behind it. You do? Okay. Yeah. Because of, like, the footage of, like, him saying that he had someone who's like, I got a job for you. And then he was pissed off at that producer dude because Joe found out that the producer owned everything that they had been filming. And Joe kind of thought, well, it's my zoo. I'm the star of this. I get to pick and choose what goes into this. And then when Joe realized the contract that he had signed is he doesn't own any, any of those rights and that he doesn't get to choose what's revealed because they were filming basically 24 seven. And so every little thing that Joe did got, you know, and then the fact that he kind of redid Joe, T Joe exotic TV. So Joe no longer owned any kind of rights to his online TV show. I think Joe burned it all down. Do you? Yeah. I think it was Carol's husband. Her. So her current husband. See, so I think Joe did it. I will say this. The reason why there is a part where Carol and her husband, I, I think his name's like Harold or something. Mm -hmm. I, I don't remember what her husband's name is. He was walking down the, walking down the road, holding her hand. And I'm like, that's the same way the guy walked that was in that video that was captured. That was mm -hmm. wearing black. And I'm like, that's the same walk. I, if I were Joe exotic, I would have been all over that. I think they did try to, they tried to. Blame. They tried to say it was her, but I don't think they ever knew who to point to. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it was Joe because he realized there was a lot of shit that he didn't want to be aired. Oh, and there's still a lot of stuff. I mean, it was like, this is, this whole thing is con, arts, con artist city. You have yeah. to be a slime dog in order to beat the other slimy dude. Mm -hmm or slimy woman in this situation. Like, Doc Antle, who had his place in South Carolina, I think it was, he ran the biggest cult out of anybody. He had women, several wives. That all he had, had children that were in this, and it's just like he brainwashed several people. And when you go and watch the documentary, and you see that lady that finally got out of working for Doc... After like, uh, it was almost like ten years, just shy of ten years yeah, or something it was like, like eight that. Or nine years, yeah. Um, she got a boob job, just so she could get some time off. But yeah. yet, the things that she said was saying like 
if you basically didn't live or want to sleep with Doc, that you were down at the bottom of the totem pole and everybody had to work, uh, look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so cult-like. And I think that we need a follow-up docuseries just on Doc and to see how he runs his operation it's, fully. It's so crazy because, like, everyone is bashing, you know, how Joe ran. Like, oh, he treated his employees like, like crap, like look at these living conditions. The employees are only there for the animals. And you've got Carol who's getting bashed. Of She's running basically the same thing that Joe Exotic is doing, except that she somehow has brainwashed people to doing all of the dirty work for free because it to she's basically convinced them that they're helping the animals and you're doing it for the, the greater good. But here you have Doc Antle who is basically like, who I feel like, the environment that his places run, I think that's probably the worst because at least like the volunteer, like Carol Baskin, if you just don't want to volunteer anymore, then you just don't volunteer. Right. I don't, I don't think she's hurting other people in the but making like, of her zoo. And I get it. Like, you know, Joe exotic was taking in these ex cons, but at the same time, these ex cons got a second chance. So granted, they lived in really crappy environments, but that was probably a lot better than them sleeping and being homeless on the street and never having a job. I So like I get that to a certain extent. I'm not saying that it was right. But here's, you know, Doc Annal who's taking these girls who have gone to like school to study, you know, animals and, bio, you know, biology of, you know, of, I guess, I gotta ask Kristen of like what the zoo school would be. But like these women who have um, people who have studied these animals and really just want to be around them and help, you know, build and since they don't they don't really have an environment like a natural habitat anymore. And it's like now you have to sleep with me. You got to get your boobs done and you're working from seven days a week. It was like seven days a week from 6 a.m. to midnight. It was like I know I remember it was like till midnight, I think. And it was like seven days a week. And I think they like barely got paid anything. And it was like a thing of like, well, you can leave whenever you want. But your name would basically be ruined. Which is fine. And that one girl that was from Iowa that was in it, she legally changed her name to whatever Doc wanted it to be. Yeah. And Doc has this weird name. I, I forget what it is, but it means like... Master or something. Master or something like that. I'm like, this dude is messed up. They're all greater God, like the great one or something. It was like some weird. Yeah, it, it was something completely. I feel like it's it. like the it's like the animal version of the Playboy House. Yeah, essentially, it was basically Hugh Hefner instead of a whole bunch. I mean, he did have a lot of women that lived there, but yet you know he was making all of his money not off of women. He was making his money off of women holding baby tigers. Yeah. Look That's why that. they had to have their boobs done. Make sure they're perky. Mm-hmm. Not the cats. Boobs. So yeah. It's just crazy. I, I just, I want another there's series no answers. off of this. Like, there's no answers. There's so many weird, like, But we'll never get any more answers to this. No. Maybe if, uh, I heard a rumor that Joe Exotic wants to start doing a radio show out of his cell. That would be interesting. And I would listen to that show all the time. <laughs> But Doc is too smart in order to let cameras truly in to his operation. 
Like Doc is the smart one. Oh yeah, of course. Carol's he is. just crazy. Yeah, she but Doc is at the smartest one too. Yeah, I I just don't think she's completely there. I think Doc is the smartest and the the guy that has their brains in order to manipulate people in yeah. any way that he wants them to be. He yeah. could get you to believe Anything. that. Yeah, that you should eat sand. I really believe well, that. And, like, Carol was just very weird because, so, like, I guess if you were to disappear mm. and someone tried to blame me for your disappearance or for your death, like, to me, I would be so angry and heartbroken that, like, someone thought I was capable of that. And every single time they interviewed her, she giggled and laughed about it. And was never like, I just can't believe like someone would honestly truly think I would do that. But like, who's, she never who's won- to say what's the right way to handle that situation? Yeah. Because everybody handles everything differently. I don't know. And I do, don't and get I me wrong. People, I do think it's creepy. I know some people, you know, when they're when they're stressed out or when they're nervous, like they they laugh at things. But like. At no point did she ever say, I loved him so much. I could never have done do something like that. Like he was my state, like nothing like he was, I don't know. I think like, the relationship was already on a rocky road. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't believe that the love was still there between her but, and her first husband or second husband, know, whatever he was. But when she was like, they think they thought I put him through the meat grinder. And she's just like laughing about this. And it's like, you're not even like, I would be appalled. But you you have to think, though, too, she's heard this thousands of times by now. She's yeah. heard it so many times that that's probably the best way that she could handle it if she didn't do it. Now, I'm not saying she there's not a possibility that she, she did it. I'm just yeah. saying I don't have enough information to believe that she didn't do it or that she did do it. Do you feel like she is capable of doing it? Yes, I but do. you don't know, you don't have enough as evidence to prove that she did. Nope, not one bit. Now, could we charge all these people on different things? Doc, Joe, and Carol? I believe yes. Yeah. I believe that you could charge all of them with animal cruelty, all of them with... I don't think Joe attempted to kill her because I don't think Joe ever had the full balls to do but it. I don't think that's what he went to prison for. Yeah, he went to prison for, like, attempted murder of Carol. Oh, is that what it was, finally? And, like, there was, like, a whole bunch of other accounts, too. But, like, that's what he got set up for, was that he got... He's in jail for hiring a hitman to go kill her. But Oh, that Allen guy. Mm-hmm. Right, got paid only $3,000. supposed to get, like, five. Then decided paid. to go back to his hometown or something like that yeah. instead of going Which, to kill Carol. I don't think... I don't think Joe hired him. I believe Joe was set up, but I feel like if Joe had, if Joe actually had the money, I don't think he would have been. Joe paid him $3,000. Yeah. Uh, See, it's so shady because this is when Jeff Lowe comes into the snare, uh, comes into the picture and you see the way that he interacts with Joe. You see the way Alan interacts with Joe. Neither of the two guys you could say liked Joe. Yeah. So could have Jeff made Alan oh, push I, push uh, Joe a little bit more to 
oh, wanting 100%. to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But I, Alan was more loyal to Jeff. And if Jeff wanted something done, I think it could have been a plan by Jeff in order for Joe to go down like this. Could have happened. Yeah. I don't know. I just think, I think Joe probably would have probably brought it up to Alan. And then when Alan backed out, I think Jeff Lowe took that and just kind of ran with it. Yeah. And uh, Alan is just a huge, cheap hitman. Like $3,000 to go down to Florida to kill somebody. It's not a lot of money. No. It probably cost millions of dollars in order for that to happen. I don't think hitmen are cheap. I don't think they I, are. I don't know if there's a Google history that you could search to try and see <laughs> like really how much want, the hitmen make. I really don't want to Google that. No, neither do I, because <laughs> all of a sudden you're going to get a FBI at your door. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I want another series. I want to see more of Carol Baskins because she is just a nut job. I think I get entertainment just from how crazy she is and this is the whole thing with the scenario i never thought that it was a good show i was just so intrigued by everybody's personality and how how much of a lunatic they were yeah they're all crazy yeah i i I just don't know how people can think the way that they think i i i really want to deep dive inside of their brain and make them see what <laughs> triggers them to do all these things that they do. Yeah. But man, I I I really like that show just because the, they were characters more than anything. Yeah. I don't even think there were people. I think they were characters at this point in their life. Yeah. Oh, oh Rory wants to play now. Don't worry, Rory. We would never sell you. Like, we never sell any of your puppies. You're fixed anyway. So she's uh, like, I'm priceless, guys. I'm priceless. We'll keep you around forever. So. Well, we're going to do more podcasting. We're going to get all this stuff uh, back up and running. Sorry that it took so long for us to do this as soon as we got into the house. But as you might understand, we had to set everything up, had to get the house organized. And we want to start doing more podcasting. We want to start, I know Nora's kind of started a blog too for... um, God, I haven't posted in a while just because of everything. So hopefully we all get into that. I'm looking to start more podcasts too. Doing a podcast by myself. Doing a, po- a wrestling podcast finally with a with a coworker of mine. What you can have you can do them with your um, nephews because they're now into wrestling. Oh, they love wrestling now. I'm super excited that they got into it. So I actually just bought them uh, some t-shirts. Uh, my one nephew, we ordered him a WWE championship belt, but it got on back order and then it said it was never going to ship because it's from China. Yeah. And and then we found a deal on WWE shop today and got them a couple of t-shirts. So they love it. But anyway, we're going to be doing this a lot more. Thank you very much for listening. Um, and we'll be back next week. Talk to you later. Cool cat and kittens.